Good morning. We are Tim and Michelle Hill with Connect Over Coffee, and this is the Morning Moments Matter Show. We are here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning over a cup of coffee to start your day with a shot of caffeine, good news, and inspiration. Your morning moments really do matter. How you start this Wednesday is how the rest of your day is going to go. So we're starting with some fun and celebration. What's the holiday that we are celebrating today? August 18th is National Fajita Day. I love me some fajitas. I know. That is like your go-to default thing to get. It is. So I knew you would at like to At Mexican this restaurants, anyway. That's true. Not at Chinese restaurants. No, I have to go with another <laughs> thing there. They, they, I would order fajitas, and they'd look at me like I was... What's wrong with you? <laughs> foreign. <laughs> You're in the wrong restaurant. Go next door. Yes. So, National Fajita Day recognizes the sizzling deliciousness of the uh, savory Tex-Mex flavor found in fajitas. That sizzle when it comes to your table. You know it's coming. It's not yeah. other other dishes sneak out on you, but you know that one's coming. Yeah. In the 1930s, Mexican vaqueros in Southwest Texas developed what we've grown to love all over the United States: fajitas. They would use throwaway cuts of beef, which was actually part of their payment for their job, and then they developed it into the fajita. They cooked the steak over an open fire or grill, and once cooked, they served it on the flour or corn tortillas. In later years, everything got better. (laughs) Everything got better. (laughs) Pico de gallo, guacamole, southwestern spices elevated the fajita up. And soon, this convenient meal for hardworking cowboys made the introduction to new audiences in the United States, and it became a destination in the culinary world. So, welcome to <laughs> our kitchen, <laughs> which you're now hearing. A beeping thing. <laughs> the dishwasher that we forgot um, to turn off. She does get fajitas all the time. 90% of the time in the restaurants, oh. she gets fajitas. Then, they expanded out. The menu choices became um, more varied <laughs> than steak. They had yeah. You're thrown. The menu choices became more. <laughs> <laughs> well, they became more varied because people okay. like to have variations. And they added shrimp, shrimp, chicken, pork, anything that you could add to make it, you know, more gooder. More gooder. In the 1980s, most Mexican restaurants in the United States served fajitas. In the modern culinary kitchen, they added lime, cilantro, and a plethora of vegetables to find their way. <laughs> into the fajitas. In the 1960s, Sonny Falcon started selling fajitas. He sold so many, he became christened the Fajita King. Okay, not I wondered, a title that was you there some other, I, when you said that, I was like, I don't know who Sonny Falcon is. I'm going to have to admit to not knowing that's why. He's the Fajita he's King. He's the Fajita King. Okay. National Fajita Day was actually brought about and coined by the restaurant chain on the border. Oh, when we like. That's true. So, if all of this hasn't got you hungry and your mouth watering, then I don't know what will. So, it's time for a breakfast fajita? Maybe, maybe, but I think uh, I think we're going to have it for dinner. <laughs> if not tonight. I'm hungry. I know, right? So am I. All right, so good news story for today. It's a week of hard segues, because here's another one. <laughs> the gulf between the police... I bring, I, I bring I it, I started, I started Isn't happy. Isn't that how my life always is? You're like the bringer of joy, and then reality comes crashing in when I open my mouth. Michelle the Destroyer. Oh, <laughs> so depressing. 
I'm gonna no, have, she's not. I'm going to have to have a lot, <laughs> some more lighthearted stories, or at least ones that start off lighthearted or something. Then they go backwards. Yours all end well. They do all they end do well. They do end well. All right. So in 2020, the gulf between the police and their communities was widely publicized, and we do not want to step into those waters on this lighthearted feel-good show. I'm going to go eat a fajita while she's talking. <laughs> but there's a unique collaboration happening in Denver and I, that I thought was really cool. An advanced auto parts store gifted the Denver Police Department with $125 gift cards. So quantity $100, $25 gift cards. The advanced auto parts representative explained it this way. He said, now when they pull over a motorist for, say, a bad headlight or a defective taillight, they have the option to give them a $25 gift card to help the motorist get it fixed and get them back on the road and stay safe. That's very cool because a lot of times I've been in the situation where I knew something was wrong, but I didn't have the money to fix it. So you just roll the dice and hope you don't get pulled over until yeah. you can get the money to fix it. But this way, they, they get a little bit of money towards that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Police Chief Paul Pazin says this. Advanced Auto Parts' donation not only helps us get greater compliance with the motoring public, but it also helps us build and strengthen relationships with our community. This was a promotion at a new store opening. I think it's brilliant from a marketing perspective. And maybe it's because we're promo people, but Advanced gets great PR news coverage. Motorists will be thrilled to be handed a $25 card instead of a ticket. Police are more likely to get compliance, get the cars fixed, which means safer roads for the whole public. And it's a chance for a good touch point with community members for the police. I mean, it's good, 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 good. All, All the way, way around, around win, right? Win, 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 win. I know. All they do is win, 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 <laughs> win, win in the building. I am not <laughs> suggesting that this solves policing issues, but it's a really creative way for a business to promote their company in a way that everybody comes out as a winner. And it does, I think, make a bridge between, it's not a us versus them, like there's the cops and here's us. It, it has a bridge between them because if you know that police officer and have a relationship with them, if something does happen, it's a much better chance of having resolution versus the line drawn between them. I'm pretty sure that I have never been pulled over and been super happy to have the cop hand me something. <laughs> but if it was $25, <laughs> it would allow me to get my car fixed. Amazing. I just think it is so creative on the part of the business that said, not only how can we promote ourselves, because as promo people, there's a bazillion ways you can print on things to promote your new business. But they did it in such a way that they were serving the community together. And I just thought it was beautiful. I think that's really cool. And again, on the other side of that is it gets the people to go to their store, the new store, right. gets them through the door, see what's going on there. Likely they'll Well, come you know back. you're going to spend more than $25. Right. But it also, <laughs> once they see it, they develop a relationship with right. the store and their personnel. They're likely to come back whenever they do need something else for their car or whatever. That so. would be the point of the marketing. Yeah. But I mean, it's... It's awesome. It is. Can you imagine what would happen if companies began thinking of ways that they could promote their business that was beneficial and strengthen their communities as well as got their name out there? Companies giving back is much more of a thing now than it used to be. But what if that same attitude became the norm in marketing? I just think that's a really cool idea. Today's to go cup quote is from one of my favorite people who we've seen, um, listened to and read, Seth Godin. 
instead of wondering when your next vacation is, you ought to set up a life where you don't have to escape from it. This has a lot to do with Monday's quote and eliminating the I hate Monday effect. It's related, I think. There's a theme this week. Do you you feeling the need to escape? Do we need to talk about this? No, I don't need to escape, but I need to create <laughs> and surround myself with things I don't need to escape from. That's what I'm trying yes. to do. Trying not to be adver- uh, adversarial with Monday and not try to get out of my life. Just not that I don't want to travel and experience new things, but n- that's not the point. The point is to escape this, to do this. It just just be an extension of, you know, what we're doing. So right. So I think he does have it right. We should live a life that we're content with and happy with. But I, there's also the idea that our lives should include consistent, unplugged time away. That being said, if we're constantly thinking of escape, it's a good signal that something needs to change. So your question for today is, are your thoughts about vacation driven by a healthy need to refresh or escapism? Today's episode is brought to you by The Morning Mo- There's never an easy segue into that. <laughs> we got to work on our transitions. Our, our segues. <laughs> Today's episode is still brought to you by The Morning Moments Matters Box. An easy step into a morning routine. It is a three-step process that you can do while you're brewing your morning coffee that will start your day with a positive frame of mind. So you can check that out at connectovercoffee.link backslash MMM. Thanks so much for joining us today on Wednesday. We look forward to our conversation with you each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So make plans to join us on Friday. We'll be back. Until then, remember that your best day starts this morning. Stay caffeinated, y'all. Oh, you're going to like this day. I have a couple phrases I may stumble over. <laughs> you're, you're pre-warning me of errors? <laughs> yes. For editing, I may start over. <laughs> what do you mean? Yes. Is the video rolling? Yes. Are we recording? Yes. Are we live? No. No? Today is Wednesday. Yes. Welcome to the middle of the week. I've never liked the phrase hump day. I hate the phrase hump day. I do too. I just said oh. that. No, you said, I've never liked it. I was a little stronger. Then I agreed with your stronger. Why don't you like hump day? I just think it sounds... Too camel <laughs> I'm just tacky. <laughs> you got to get over the hump. What would you suggest we call it instead of... Wednesday. <laughs> well, if it has to have... What's wrong with Wednesday? Well, let me ask you. Do you like Friday? No. I hate that too. <laughs> two for two. How about Sunday fun day? No, I actually, that's the worst. Worth well, not for worse three. for hump day, but why, why can't we just call them what they are? Because we're a society of make nicknames for things. Oh, because you never do that. I always do that. But, mine are just, <laughs> but not, not, not bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> not days of the week. The days of the week, sacrosanct. Is that the right word? I don't know. Days sacrosanct. of the week do not get nicknames. Hallowed. <laughs> Hallowed be thy Name of the day. <laughs> so why didn't Tuesday have one? I, you're asking me? I don't know. Is it Tuesday Blues Day? Like it's Taco listen? Tuesday. Well, that I like. That we can <laughs> get behind. All right. We found one <laughs> that we're in for. All right. That's funny. You just wait. A little foreshadowing you didn't even know. <laughs> Is it Taco Day? Close. Ooh. <laughs>
They also added, you didn't get my hints. I didn't, sorry. Swim. <laughs> Ooh, it's going to be one of those It's spiraling days. down. <laughs> um, All right, so how are we doctoring up our fajitas? So, good job.